Okay, listeners, welcome to the latest podcast. Um, this, this one, we're going to look back at the biblical theme competition that was held at Warfare last weekend of November. So as we're recording this, that's only last week, but who knows when you're listening to it. Um, this week, we're joined by two guests, in addition to myself, Richard and Matt. We have with us Will Denham, whose presence Hello. here will become... You know, the reason for his presence will become apparent very quickly, if you don't already know. Um, and the, the, the one and only Ray Duggins, um, who, of course, is the person who started these Meg podcasts. So it's you know really nice to welcome him back as well as do, as Will. So welcome all. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem, guys. Uh, look forward to your contributions. Um, so the plan for this podcast is to look at the armies we used at Warfare, although Richard didn't play, but I'm sure he will be sticking his oar in in his usual way, telling us why our armies were rubbish <laughs> or maybe praising or praising Will. I think Will is beyond reproach <laughs> in this particular. Oh, no, I'm podcast. very reproachful. You know, so. Um, I'm sure we can go through you know, why we why we chose the armies we did the compositions, um, and as well as Richard, I'm sure we'll all chip in on each other's um, armies. We can have a, a an overview of our games we played um, and how we did, and I think maybe at the end, maybe finally finally we'll have a roundup of how we think the competition went, um, how biblical plays out as a theme for Meg, um, and also a chance to if if any armies we haven't already. Um, touched on that caught anybody's eye um, we could sort of mention it for you the listener there um, as ever all the lists will be on the blog and when the podcast is published there will be a link there so by the time you're hearing this hopefully you've seen that link already so it's a bit of teaching you all to suck eggs at that point um, so without further ado let's get get on with the show um, and uh, Ray, could we start with your army, perhaps? I literally just put a piece of watermelon in my mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my, my, my brilliant timing. I, I will then ask our other guest, oh, <laughs> Mr. Denham. I'll put my beer down then. Oh, <laughs> As you see, this, this is going to be a really smooth and professional operation. Will, <laughs> as, as I can see that you don't have a piece of watermelon in your mouth. <laughs> Could I could I ask you to go through your army, the Sayatic Egyptian? Okay, Sayatic, or as it's been renamed, Sayatic Egyptian, <laughs> um, due to spell checkers. So, simple reason I chose the army was it was a lockdown project. It was something that I'd started a few years back using the Pendragon range of Egyptians. But Pendragon don't do Egyptians. They do fantasy Egyptians. They do a lovely range of Anubises and, or should that be Anuba, and um, mummies, basically. And so I was looking at that going, how on earth do I turn this into an army? And then after the last warfare, where I was using Mitanni and did fairly horrendously badly, until the last game. Um, I noticed that Ian Newell had said that he was trying out the Sciatic Egyptians. And I looked at the list and thought, there's something in this. 
there's something very nasty in this. What's in this is 24 bases of hoplites, which in the chariot period has often been referred to as scissor paper stones. You need something that's able to beat up Mycenaeans. And these hoplites are full fat hoplites. They come with long spear and shield cover. OK, they've got to sit with their own commander, but 24 of them is three blocks of eight. Thank you very much. That'll do nicely. Um, so there's three blocks of eight mercenary Greeks who have their own allied internal commander and he's talented. And basically their entire job was to get into enemy foot and stay there. And if there wasn't enemy foot, it was to park themselves in front of enemy chariots and worry the hell out of them. There are two blocks of Egyptian spears, which are basically formed close, short spear, average, nothing else. And their job was to walk alongside various Greeks and get killed because everyone else picks on them. In amongst them is a unit of superior short spears. And these turned out to be pretty effective because they get in on the long spears and suddenly they're still fighting at the same factors. They're still on green versus green, which, OK, that's lethal for most troops. But you end up with this unit that can, can, if it wheedles its way around the flank, is going to cause all sorts of problems. There's a unit of six archers who are formed, loose, experienced bow, combat shy. And they tended to get linked up with one of the spear, Egyptian spear units, and a unit of poor, untrained, unprotected, unskilled javelins who and their job was basically to hold a flank and delay whatever was coming towards us for as long as possible and lastly the cream of the crop are 10 bases of superior drilled loose protected experienced bow melee expert short spear shoot and charge chariots and they worked like a dream. Unfortunately, all those units are already dead because my whole army is undead just to annoy the, annoy the people who are really into their historical accuracy. And that's the second reason I took the army. The only unit that is alive is my Mejal, which are historically based on the completely accurate source of the 1999 movie, The Mummy. So they're all wearing dark gray and riding horses. And they are formed, flexible, unprotected, experienced bow, combat shy. And their entire existence depended on sitting next to a unit of chariots and being pulled along by them while in skirmish and shooting at things. And if they ever got into combat, basically they were toast, except for one game where they actually won me the game. <laughs> so the, the command structure was talented allied general with the greeks because he has to have the greeks talented when you're going well it's only three units yes but i didn't want him to go unreliable at any point um then there is a mediocre professional who picks up one spear the not so good bows and oh sorry i forgot there's a unit of skilled bows drilled skilled protected bows floating oh. around the army as well just forget that yeah yeah, they, they, their job was to snipe things, basically. 
and, and um, if so, I remember rightly, they're protected as well, aren't they? Yeah, they're protected. So and they're they not combat shy. Fight. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, those. So a mediocre general picks up the useless skirmishers, one spear unit, and the bows, and basically gets in things ways. The other Egyptian foot general gets the superior spears and average spears and the skilled bows. And those are mixed in with the long spears from the different commands. So that basically the two are always acting in concert and they're trying to put at least two units into anyone's unit that comes towards us. And then the chariots are with the CNC, who's a competent professional, and they just go off hunting one chariot wing of the enemy's army. And it worked, basically. I don't know why, but it works. I was about to say, there was a slight note of surprise in your voice there. <laughs> I, I literally brought the army because I'd been painting it. I thought it looked good and I thought it would annoy people. I know it annoyed Ray very much in the last round, but it, it honestly paid off. I took a risk by mixing commands. Normally, I would block my commands together, but I, I was running individual units across the table. And because they're professional and you've got the range on it, as long as you're careful, you can get them where you want. And it was just one of those moments where the perfect storm happened, really. I spent the entire weekend walking around going, I just beat someone. I just beat someone again. Oh, my God, I'm winning. You know, and it wasn't so much nosebleed territory as more death zone and on oxygen masks where I was. I think... For those of you who don't know yet, Will did win the competition um, and not only won it, he won it by winning all four games to get a perfect score of 60. Um, and we, it's a long time, I think, since we've had somebody win a competition without dropping a point. So, you know, the so it says a lot. So, OK, that's your army. Shall we um, pass it over to Mr. Jeffrey Cook, the Listmeister? To see if he's got any comments and uh, about that, and maybe about the other options he could have taken with the list. Uh, good evening. Yes, uh, I, I think uh, Will's army is a very nice selection. Personally, I think the um, in in terms of the choices, um, I think uh, really Will has gone with the options that I would select myself. Um, the the only real alternative is to have more um, ordinary spearmen and archers, probably, which is um, I think I think is a weaker version of the army than the one that that Will selected. Um, whether I would have gambled and gone for the competent professional ally rather than the talented to free up a few uh, some extra points. Perhaps had taken another unit of skirmishers as a result. Um, I, that that's obviously increases the risk of having the ally unreliable. But um, as R Ray and others will already know, um, I actually think the odds of that are, are fairly low, and I'm I'm usually prepared to take the risk in competitions. So um, yeah, nice army and um, well played, well to win with it thank you R ray you played this army didn't you i'm, I'm not prepared to comment 
Yes, yes, I did. So uh, what, uh, what's the format? Do I talk about my army now? Well, I, I think I don't know if, any, if you've got any comments on, on Will's Okay, army. I'll give you my comments on, on, on um, the psychiatric Egyptians. Um, <laughs> firstly, firstly, I'm a man of a certain age with not very good eyesight. I couldn't see what the bloody hell any of these figures were. <laughs> Bunch of 10 millimetre grey things. That's my cop now, I'm only joking. Uh, it, uh, the army um, was interesting because it just had a load of stuff in it. Um, and his, his hoplites were full fat hoplites. So they had shove and shield cover. And um, I, I guess, um, I guess we'll, the only weakness your army had was loose, no loose foot of any, of any real fighting ability. Would that be Absolutely. fair? Absolutely Sorry? agree with that. Yeah. And, and, and really, that was one of the things that, that I certainly tried to uh, pick on. I mean, I know when he was putting his stuff down, I was thinking, Jesus, this just so, where, where's it all coming from? And when I was putting my stuff down, I know Will was literally saying, oh my God, not more of it. So um, yeah, they, yeah, it was, it was, it was a fantastic game. Um, and the, his, I don't know, I, and, when, and when Will deployed, I thought I've got him on toast because of his splitting everything up and it just worked. Professional generals, a bit more forgiving than other armies with the command distance will made it work um good well done well done I, i'm not rushing out to buy a psychiatric egyptian army <laughs> well I'm, I'm, i must say i was impressed by this i mean will will came to the competition saying oh i'm not sure how i'm gonna do and i kept telling him i thought this army was good um i've, I've played a i played it last year i think will at yeah. one of ray's little competitions um and you tore me to pieces. Yeah, if I remember rightly, at that point, you had the hoplites in four units of six instead of three yeah. units of eight. And I think I think moving it to three units of eight has significantly improved it. Doesn't sound a big change. They're, but I think it's just so brittle at the time. And honestly, it didn't do anything for the army. And it didn't, it didn't even raise the break points. So yeah. just dropping them back to the eights really made the difference. Yeah. Because if I remember rightly, I was beating some of the units with long spear cavalry. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I don't think I would this one. No, I think I think it was a really nice army. There is What's something about. It. Was a couple of guys at the weekend looked at my list and went, "There's really nothing in that, is there? There's nothing stand out special." And you're like, "Well, not until you actually think about how you use it. It it needs." careful management if you just go in with all the spears blocked together then the egyptians get torn apart they they have to work together you have to go combined arms on it yeah i think yeah no, i think it worked well don't know if uh, matt's got any comments on this before we move on um uh, will and i discussed this a couple of years back when we were looking at warfare lists and um i always thought there was something in it not sure i'd have gone the way will went with it but i think will's proved that the way he went with it worked so not much more i can say on that no it's a really nice army and i like it yeah so there we are so and i think i think it definitely sounded like it had a plan R R ray have you finished your watermelon now yes i my mouth is empty <laughs> 
like my head like um, my brain yes <laughs> yeah. so you want to tell me about uh, you want me to tell the lovely listeners about my army yeah I'm a, especially because you know I'll, I'll say up front at this point when no, I... no, no 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 don't have a punchline okay right over right. to you over to mr ray so, so i did a hell of a lot of analysis before this tournament and i thought what i need is a really boring spear army Long spear army. So I looked at getting out my Isin Lhasa again. If I took that to warfare before, it's not a bad army. It's just the most boring army in the world. And uh, I looked at that and uh, I had a, a little practice game against Jason. And Jason just went, you know what I'm going to do to you? And I'm like, no. And he went bang, bang, bang. I'm like, okay, maybe that's not the army I want to take to warfare. And uh, But I was determined to take a backbone of long spear. And there's a really good reason for that, because I think in period, they are the troops that can deal with everything. They don't deal with everything forever, but they deal with everything. And uh, and then the other thing, OK, I knew there was going to be a number. I didn't know the number of very shooty chariot armies, probably because on the podcast we were telling people to have 36 long, you know, <laughs> skilled shooter chariots you know and I thought quite a few people would so I thought okay so and I literally I did a bit of a Matt Hayward I analyzed, did a bit of analysis and I thought if I have long spear and I have a load of um, skirmishers to take foot skirmishers to take the ablative wounds they're going to find it difficult and if I go first if I invade I go first I'm going to be on the halfway line and these I'm going to be pushing these chariots back so, of course, I didn't fight a single chariot army. No, that's the idea. I fought one. But so, um, so my army was Phoenician. And I polished up the list, got it perfected, sent it to Nick. And he said, he rejected it. I'm like, what do you mean you rejected my list? He said, he said you haven't read the, the, what generals you're allowed in a Phoenician army. And you're only allowed one subgeneral. So I'm like, two <laughs> choices here. By the way, I'm expecting some reactions from you, like, ooh, and ah, or else I don't know whether you can still hear me. We can, um, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, uh, so I'm like, so I look at it, you're only allowed one sub-general, and the other one has to be an internal, or in, the others have to be internal ally generals. I'm like, oh, man. Okay, so I've got two choices. I rip it up and start again and choose another army, or I just get stubborn. So I just got stubborn and went with an army which was had a talented army commander, a, a talented in, a talented instinctive army commander, a talented instinctive internal ally, and a competent instinctive subgeneral. And I'll tell you what, when you've got to fit in <laughs> an internal ally, which I'd never had an army before with an internal ally. So the <laughs> internal ally has to take the same proportions of the compulsory troops. It's a nightmare. So I ended up with um, I ended up with two units of the spearmen that come with the army, which are formed loose, average protected, short spear. I have to say, two of those eights they were the, they were actually the, the best troops I had actually. They really? surprised people. They surprised people. Then I had uh, I had a total of uh, five eights. Oh yes, you heard it right. Five eights of hoplites. But they're just formed, uh, formed close, average protected long spears. So they have no shove, no shield cover. They are just basic 
almost proto-hoplites. Um, yeah, still and, scary to face that massive speed. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's, it's intimidating. And they were beautifully painted and yeah. all had lovely individual uh, shields and yaggy, yaggy, yaggy. No, they look, they look good on mass. And were then... They, yeah, the figures from Zach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Zeiston figures painted by Zach. You can't get much better than that. Nice. Um, and then, and then I had two six of chariots, which, which I have to say, these were amazing in 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 the weekend. They were chariots formed loose, superior, protected, experienced bow, shoot short spear, melee expert, shoot and charge. So they're the same chariots. Will had a six and a four, and I had two sixes. We'll talk about what happened with our chariot battle later. Um, <laughs> and um, and so I had I had those. And then I had um, five sugs of foot skirmishers, of which the majority were complete dross, poor, unprotected, unskilled. But I had two, which were the bowmen, which were poor, unprotected, experienced bow, all of it combat shy, of course. I mean, they didn't even have tunics, these people. They were naked with, you know, not even sandals. They were just running, men running around. But two of them had experienced bow, and that is that is very important when fighting against the, the chariots, particularly. Um, so that was my army. I mean, the most. Uh, I, I mean, if I had to pick a, comp, a tournament that I've ever been to, when I was less had less faith in my army, obviously many times unfounded faith, but I had no faith in this army whatsoever. It, it, and I so I had to have two spearmen regraded to two uplights and a chariot and a, and a sug in one of my commands. So actually getting two chariot uh, tugs to work together on a flank was actually quite difficult. This army was pants. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And, and and I, mean, I can't wait to see what RJC says. Oh, oh, and the punchline is, I sent it into Nick, redone. Re he went, are you sure about this, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Richard, give me yeah, a so, view. <laughs> so, um, oh, final comment. No one has ever used Phoenician in a competition before. There's a fucking good reason for that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Yes, when I list checked it, I thought there's reasons nobody's used Phoenicia before. The 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 thing about Phoenicia was that it was uh, basically made up of individual city states. states. Yeah. Um, so there was no cohesive national army at all. Um, that's, oh, by that's... the way, Richard, I'm not complaining about the list in the PDF. I'm oh no, complaining about really my was... use of it. But that that that's where the challenge with the Phoenician lies because. You the compulsory elements are the chariots and the spear. So an al internal ally has to have at least twelve spear and four chariots. Um, so that that's going to make uh, command really difficult, um, which I, I think you experienced by the sounds of it, right? Oh yeah. Um, so um, yeah, the um, I, I think the. I mean, I, there, there are subtleties with the list that you may have, you could do differently. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the um, poor skirmishers necessarily. If you are intent on using them 
uh, as anti-chariot troops. I, I actually think average ones are better if you can afford them, but uh, I'd accept with the army composition, it, it, that's, that's going to be a compromise. Um, so your army was nine tugs, which again... Oh yeah, oh yeah, it broke on five as well. Oh yeah, it broke yeah. On five. So you you have to be um, that that's always means you you've got less room for errors, really. I I notice also you took a flexible camp, uh, which I think is required by the list. Um, the idea being, if the Phoenicians are defending, they get a fortified camp. Uh, as I never defended once. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you, yeah. you were taxed for taxed for a benefit you couldn't use. Uh, it was a, oh, but taxing the Phoenicians is a is a is a is a habit, so it's all right. <laughs> so yeah. I I, I, I get the Federation of City States. I think it, historically it's brilliant, but when you don't notice that and you send in your army all polished up, feeling good, same thing happened to Jason, I believe, with his list. Yep. So, uh, no, no, it, I love the, histor the his historicality of it. I'm just saying, as, a, as a, an army to take to the tournament, oh boy, what was I thinking? Yeah. It, it's a different command structure from the uh, Saitic with, with its professional generals. So, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's. it's so, it, it's like no other army. I mean, it broke on five, and I only had uh, 11 cards. Yeah, I uh, that that's quite most, quite challenging. Most, most of which I must say did appear to be black. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 certainly doesn't help. Well, you know, as, as Ray has already alluded to, you know, I've yeah, we 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 had the, had the bit where he'd you know, sent the list into me to list check, and he got he hadn't spotted the the generals, um, and then he he dug his heels in. Can I can I just just praise Ray at this point, and he he'll be amazed at this. Um, because because when he found out about that, he, he he did email me a couple of times just to make sure he got his head round what the rules for internal allies were. <laughs> so, you know, and, you know, I would encourage people, if you're not quite sure, ask the list checker, <laughs> you know, and, and then and then and then he got it right. And then it came in right, I believe. Right, but, but, I think, but I think that shows even more that I had no idea about. Anyway, but so it, how did this? We the story later will be how did the Phoenicians end up on top table in round four of the competition? Well, we'll 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 come to that, but I'll just pat, my my comment on this list list is you know I I looked at it and I thought what on earth has Ray taken? You know, um, I, I must have I looked at it and thought this is this is this is a victim waiting to die, um, and yet where did you finish, Ray? Fourth. Fourth. And he was playing on top table in the last round. I was robbed by some undead Egyptians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so... Ray, it's why you rolled blank dice in the last game, because you can't kill people who are undead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot so kill that so which what? has no I, life. <laughs> I think that's a mu that must be the explanation, because... Yeah. Anyway, we, we'll come on to that later. Don't yeah. steal the thunder. As, as Rob very kindly pointed out, my army was post-mortem at Gloria. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but it's just, just last last comment for me on Ray is yeah, I also say just well done for Ray. I just you know, okay, the only bit in his army I liked were the chariots. <laughs> they were great. I tell you what, those chariots are ferocious. They, they, they are. And, and, and Will will tell you four of them can smash up anything, can't they, Will? Uh yep. <laughs> is is that spoilers? Anyway, Matt, any comments on this one? I don't think you played it, did you? Uh, I, I didn't, but I did play it in a practice round with around Rays. Now, um, I had the same reaction you had when you checked the list. I thought, okay, <laughs> don't don't see that doing too well. And then Ray just played it perfectly. He he knew exactly what he was doing with it. And I walked away actually from the game and thought, well, if he plays like that at the weekend, he's going to do well with it. And he did. So, he's, um... hey, wait a minute. There's a thesis emerging that I knew how to play Meg. <laughs> and you knew how to play Phoenicians at Meg. Yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's be precise, Ray. You can play Meg with Phoenicians. We're not saying you can play Meg with anything else. <laughs> <laughs> now try it in an open competition and see what happens. <laughs> You'll probably win uh, it at this rate. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Right. Matt, do you want to go next or shall I go next? Oh, I can go next. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, um, over to you then with your... My, my, my Kushite Egyptians. It's it, it's a romantic choice. It's not. It is in no way a competition army. It, it, this army, the lead I have had since WRG sixth. That's how old that army is. Um, it's a poorer version of the Libyan Egyptian and slightly poorer than the one that Will runs. He's he's, he's sciatic. Sorry, sciatic Egyptians. Um, basically, it's a mishmash of a lot of different troops. Um, start at the top. Um, right, so, taking it back. Yeah, so 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 you have the the talented uh, army commander, a requirement for this army just to get the um, scouting points up a bit. Um, then you have three competent uh, instinctive generals. Um, I'd have preferred to have a talented in there, but the the points were just too tight for it. Um, and then you go on to the troops. Uh, the date is one that allows you to take internal Egyptian troops and Meshwesh settlers. Uh, so it post-dates the Libyan, uh, Libyan Egyptian ally. So from the top, you have Kushite chariots, which are formed loose, superior protected experienced bow, block of six of those. Then you've got Egyptian chariots, which are drilled loose, average protected, skilled bow, six of those. Three blocks of Rubbish cavalry, basically formed loose, average protected short spear. I say rubbish because they can't run away, and it's an irregular army. So anyway, I'll, I'll talk about them briefly in a minute. They're really great in terrain, those aren't they? Oddly, yes, they spent almost the entire competition fighting in terrain. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this competition was just bizarre in places I never even knew about. <laughs> To digress slightly against Jez and his Minoan Greeks, two blocks of my cavalry fought his tribal loose, unprotected javelinman in a forest. <laughs> <laughs> and one. Some engineering. <laughs> well, I ambushed in the other forest on my side of the table, promptly leapt out of that forest and leapt into the next one. Because um, if you work the factors out, it's green, green, bizarrely. <laughs> Because he's unprotected and disordered, uh, affected by terrain, and I'm protected 
and badly disordered by terrain. So he he he's up one, but he's unprotected. So it's green green. So we were just sat there throwing dice at each other. <laughs> all, all, all the way well, whilst i wheedled a unit of skilled bowmen into his flank and then charged him but yeah is yeah so i digress sorry so then you've got two, two blocks of six um formed loose unprotected experience bow which are combat shy then you've got a block of eight skilled bow uh, which are the best archers uh, literally um, the Libu Militia Settlement, who are formed loose, average protected, unskilled javelin, short spear, block of six. Again, surprisingly effective. If I could get eight of those, I think that, that make that unit quite tasty. Then you've got three blocks of eight of the Meshwesh Militia Settlers. Now, these are formed close, infantry, protected, average, short spear, melee expert. <clears throat> yeah. Now, as long as they're not fighting twice their number of long spear they're pretty good i spent my entire weekend fighting twice their number of long spear they're called invincible meshwesh which is a complete lie they died in every game all all, all 24 of them all three units were off the table in every single game but they did their job anyway and then, then you've got the filler unit which is egyptian archers which are drilled loose poor unprotected unskilled bow combat shot they've been downgraded as far as they can get to get me to 13 tugs and then there is one unit of Nubian skirmishers, which are infantry skirmishers, average unprotected, skilled bow, combat shy, block of nine. They're your best troops. Oh, totally. Love them. I, I'm almost tempted. There's an argument to drop it down to six because it makes them slightly more maneuverable in the uh, combat line. Uh, something I think Ray and I discussed at one point. Um, I like the nine no because it just adds that extra green dice. And as long as it's working a flank or it's it's hiding behind a chariot or something, they, they, they do their job quite nicely. Um, it's a very, it's oddly a counterpunch army in that it can't go on the offensive too quickly because it just doesn't have enough combat grunt to hold up a battle line for too long. It needs to pick its spot and go for it. As I say, the cavalry were the outright stars of my weekend. Um, if we're going to talk about the games later, I'll go into detail then. But um, yeah, oddly yeah, for yeah. Um, there you go. Over to you, Richard. I think. Go on, tell us what you think. So yeah, the the. Kushite army. Um, if you if you're going to choose the option with the Meshwesh, um, then and you have to be at specific dates. You have to take an Egyptian subgeneral and you have to take some Egyptian infantry. Um, then it's it's a um, and it, it is quite a sort of specific flavour of the Kushite army. It's prob probably the strongest um, formation of the Kushite because the other options tend to be um, uh, more focused on uh, the Kushites themselves, and those those are weakened by a large component of archers. Um, so uh, it's it's yeah, it, it's, it's struggling. It's struggling to say anything nice choice. about it. It's a brave choice, I think. <laughs> be, um, my reaction. Uh, I don't know if you actually considered a Libyan Egyptian ally uh, as an option instead of the Meshwesh militia one. The, the problem with the Libyan Egyptian allies, you have to take chariots, you have to take poor Egyptian foot, and so you only get a block of sixteen Meshwesh, and that that just worsens the combat. It, it, 
I don't think it works. I, in, no, in my I, opinion, you, I think you're probably right, but uh, that's that's about the only other alternative um, that, that's available to the army. Um, so uh, yeah, a brave, brave. I think definitely a brave choice. Um, you you could have reduced the number of cavalry. You didn't have to take as many cavalry as you chose to take. Um, but if they were the stars, then <laughs> why not? Well, he was the second most successful Egyptian on the weekend. So, you know. Yeah. And it's probably worth mentioning also you did take a unit of the Nubian skirmishers, which gives you a few more files of skilled bow Yeah, yeah, we, we, well. we just talked about that. So sorry if I. Um, I, uh, I I I like this army uh, because it brought colour to the table. <laughs> that, that smacks of damning with fate praise there, but obviously Matt is an extremely good painter, so beautifully I know painted. Got, yeah. It's beautifully painted. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've always had a soft spot myself for the for the meshwesh. I mean, the, the, I think the invincible bit goes back to the at least the DBM days, doesn't it, Matt, and possibly earlier? Oh, it, it, it dates to WRG 6th, where the entire army could be A or B class fanatics, including <laughs> the skirmishers. Oh, wow. It, it, it it, a... it, it's, it's one of those classifications, I was actually discussing this at the weekend, that nobody's quite sure where the invincible Meshwesh quote originally uh, came from. <laughs> um, um, we just our hoping... mind of Phil Barker. <laughs> yes, yeah. we're just hoping it wasn't. Uh, um... I mean, I, I tell you what, this army, it, it, sorry to interrupt, but if the meshwesh are so great, aren't there armies where you can have a shit ton of meshwesh? Yeah, sea people. Well, the Libyan Egyptian, the obvious one. <laughs> sea, sea people have, I mean, short spear, melee expert. I like short spear, melee expert. Yep. Point for point, they're the most effective in the game. Yeah, as, as as Paul Cummings tells us regularly. Yep. Yeah, I I, I have to say, um, Matt in our game, not at the tournament in a practice game, did, did try the hide my cavalry in a wood trick, and uh, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 doesn't work when the ambushing command gets black and white cards for the first four turns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that'll, most that'll do it. Most commands don't work if you get black and white no. cards for the first four moves. So, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to when we get round to a, a bit of chatting about the games, about this concept of the, 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 the cavalry as the terrain troops, I must admit. It's, uh, it's intriguing me no end. It's novel. It's, <laughs> but why not? Anyway, shall I move on to my army? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hear. Well, it's already been on one podcast because when we did the Bronze Age collapse one, uh, whenever that was done, um, this is this is the army I came up for it. So I, I went for Hittite Empire, um, really on the reason that, I, as I said at the time, I've always had a soft spot for them for reasons I couldn't tell you. Um, you know, in terms of a, a a sort of high chariot, you know, middle bronze, middle late to late Bronze Age army. I think other armies do it better. Mitanni, for instance, because they get better infantry. But as I said, I've always liked Hittites. So anyway, my army, um, I had three competent professional generals and a talented, instinctive Anatolian ally, internal ally. 
That's the one where you can have a Hittite subgeneral commanding the Anatolian contingent, but uh, and it's the same points so a competent professional as talented, instinctive when it's ally. But I went for the ally basically to get one more card. I want to I want it thirteen cards, not twelve. So that's why I went with with that. The army itself, uh, poor unfortified camp. Uh, no, so sits at the back and hopes nobody gets to it. Um, started off with the the it always goes in the army list. The golden chariot fighters, six bases of drilled loose chariots, exceptional protected skilled bow. You know that's a why wouldn't you take them? Then four units each of four bases of Hittite chariots, which are basically the same but superior. A unit of Hittite spearmen, drilled loose, average protected short spear, nine of those. Two units of Anatolian chariots, formed loose, superior protected, experienced bow. So, so not as good as shooting, but being superior, they are a bit resistant to um, skilled shooting coming in. Um, a compulsory unit of Anatolian spearmen who are downgraded to poor, their tribal loose protected short spear. Um, so those were my tugs, just nine tugs, and that's quite deliberate because I wanted a good chunk of skirmishing foot. Got three sixes of skirmishing archers, average unprotected experience bow, same again in sling, and then in the Anatolian contingent, a nine of experience bow, combat shy foot archers. So with the idea of this army, obviously it's, it's basically a shooty mounted army, which everybody knows I like, is to get out there, gang up the shooting. The idea behind the, the five units of skirmishing shooters is that for a relatively cheap cost, that gives me a whole chunk extra shooting that I can gang up on the opponents. You know, if you're facing off against a similar sort of, um, say, New Kingdom army, Egyptian that didn't have those skirmishes, it's, you can add to your other skirmish shooting capability and it basically hope to shoot down with extra white dice. Nick um, keeping Fletcher's in business since before the, the <laughs> Bronze Age collapse. Absolutely, yes. So I I always floated the CNC, so the two two professional generals could could get the cards they needed. Hopefully, and fortunately, they did. And the ally is pretty self-contained. You've got four cards for two proper tugs and a skirmisher tug. Sug, sorry, skirmisher tug? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, yeah, because the, the the tribal infantry is going to sit at the back and hide. <laughs> so self-contained, 13 cards worked really well. It also gave me scouting four, which was it's a little bit more than quite a lot of the armies in the period. So so that was mine, and you know I found it worked really well suits me um which i think is important with an army so anyway richard well i think you ought to say where you came with it nick oh, okay i i i i i was runner up to will um, yeah. um you know but six points behind him you know ten percent of his score behind him yeah so i i it obviously worked <laughs> can't say it didn't <laughs> Yeah, so the the Hitt, Hittite uh, Empire falls into the category of the uh, superior protected skilled bow chariots, two horse chariot armies. Um, the um, the Hittites can go for quality because they 
they probably can't match the sheer um, number of skilled shooters that uh, Mitani, for example, can put into the field. Um, and uh, as mentioned, the Mitani can have uh, better quality infantry in small numbers anyway than the Hittites um, can achieve. So um, it's the Anatolian option. Um, it's perhaps giving a spoiler away that will become optional for the 2022 uh, lists. There's a there's a list change spoiler for um, for people. Um, but uh, it's uh, well, you can't see, ladies and gentlemen, is Nick dancing around the room? <laughs> I'd I'd still take it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, the the other um, the other option, which never quite works in my opinion, is the Syro Canaanite ally option uh, for Hittite Empire. The Syro Canaanites uh, sort of dragged down a bit um, with the compulsory foot in there allied components which uh, re reduces the amount of charity that you can take um so um yeah i can see it's an army that uh, um nick would like to use it's this sort of army i i i like to use as well um and uh, yeah the the quality with the superior skill bow if if you are facing somebody like myself who tends to downgrade the charts to average to get more skilled shooters, then you're going to have a, an edge in a straight up contest of shooting there. I, w I would say if the just back to that, if the Anatolians becoming um, optional, that probably improves the army if you want to have more infantry in it. You can probably get a. a a, a more infantry-based army, although my personal view is why Why would you want to with a Hittite? Again, you'd go Mitanni. <laughs> well, probably, yes. <laughs> so, anyway, so, so that's, the, that's the Hittite Empire yeah. list. Any other comments on my list, guys? No, remember oh, it from the previous pod podcast we did, and... Uh, it was going to do what it was going to do very well. Yeah, it was out of your comfort zone. It doesn't look like anything you usually run, honestly. Yeah. All those, <laughs> all those, all those foot skirmishes, Nick. What did you do? How did you know what to do with them? Um, um, I sort of winged it a bit. <laughs> he pretended they were dismounted cavalry. Yeah, yeah I think I did, basically. <laughs> it's a sort of, you have to treat them partly as expendable. But yeah, you, you want to keep them in the game as long as possible to get as many shots, but don't get hung up if somebody's going to run over them. <laughs> so sounds familiar. It does indeed. <laughs> okay, dokie, perhaps we move on to a maybe bit of a uh, people give us their summary of their games. Um this is the, the the how the armies actually work in practice. So perhaps we start again with Will. Right. So um Unfortunately, in the first game, I hold the unique distinction of breaking my opponent's army twice because I'd spent the last few weeks painting like crazy Roger's chariots for his five hegemons. And then with about 30 feet to go to the front door of the conference centre, 
I dropped them. Oh, no. Plus a Mitanni army that I was lending to another Richard. So our first game was rather fraught and delayed because there were three of us sitting around the table with bottles of superglue reassembling three armies worth of chariots. So seeing you do that. Poor, poor Roger, and I do humbly apologise to him. He took it very well. Yeah, he was. Um, he yeah. I I've seen paler corpses when I told him what happened. <laughs> and for a man whose army was entirely dead, that's saying something. Um. Now Roger basically deployed with only two generals. A legend and a talented general. And he had a bunch of chariots under the talented, a bunch Sorry, of Will, chariots. Will, what army was he using? Sorry, I don't think we said five that. Hegemons. The five hegemons from the Chinese. Yeah. So his chariots are awesome. They are superior pole arm, devastating charge, and also get to shoot. Now, my chariots were genuinely changing their underwear at this. If Egyptians <laughs> wear underwear. Um, and he's got six units of them, but he's got them in fours. Now, that's proved problematic because it made him quite brittle. Because they're missile armed, they didn't. So suddenly he went from this almighty juggernaut to these chariots that were sitting there going, well, we'd like to go forwards, but we, we, we want to discuss terms before we do. <laughs> um, Unionised. <laughs> yeah. So we went for it. And his chariots came forwards, two sides of a village that I put down. And his infantry were basically stuck guarding the camp with no one to command them. They were left out of command range because he's only got the two generals. The idea being the superior chariots with a legendary general smash through the opponents and then the other group of chariots come round the flank and chew to pieces. Unfortunately that didn't work because I was able to evade and pull him out and apply what Paul and Nick would call chaos theory to him. So his groups of four chariots were finding themselves being shot down by my um, by my chariots and my um, Majel cavalry um, my bowmen basically lurking behind blocks of hoplites because I went with the this mixed deployment that I, I came up with, were able to pick him off as well. And eventually I took him down 15-4. Um, it was it was it was a lot more bloody than that. It wasn't as one sided as it felt. He had a lot of my units teetering. But you know, long spear against his chariots. It was really interesting. There's there's a quirk in the rules there, boys. I think we need to look at where you don't get mounted pole arm on the charge, but you get it in melee. Yeah. So he didn't get his devastating charge, but he got no. He didn't get his pole arm. But he got devastating charge and superior, and then he got pole arm superior. So I was often on greens against him. Um, but actually managed to hold out. Um, Did he get? Yeah, does he uh, get devastating charge against Longspear? 
No. But he just said he did. Yeah. He, he, he can have he can have the shatter effect from it. Yes, he gets the shatter, he gets the shatter if it, if he gets it, but he doesn't get devastating charge. Well, inevitably, the shatter is always going to be the last file. Yeah, <laughs> it always is. I think it's in the rules somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> he troops, which was, you know, a bit of a shock to him. I think. Yeah. So I was able then to throw, you know, get stuff around flanks and things as well because it. Even though he had masses of carts, they never seemed to come up right for him. Um, so, slightly reeling from the smell of super glue, <laughs> um, <laughs> came out of that on fifteen four, and my next opponent was our great and beloved leader, Mr. Simon Hall, with New Kingdom Kingdom Egyptian. Um, we ended up with three large blobs of terrain smack in the middle of the table. So we had two lumps of rocky ground and a village sitting right in the middle of the table. Perfect for two chariot-based armies and long spear armies, really. <laughs> um, what really took the wind out of his sails was the previously mentioned poor, combat-shy, unskilled javelin unprotected skirmishers got in amongst these these lumps of fallen masonry um you know when when you see my blog in when i get round to writing it you my terrain is fallen pillars for rocky ground and very nice um, too <laughs> and sat there taking on 18 other skirmishers for about five turns. Yay! <laughs> Go the rubbish troops! <clears throat> Standing behind them is, is my unit of combat-shy, loose bows going, well, we're just going to stay here. You know, we're, we're, we're fine. We don't mind. Um, so he, he, he was bringing through three units of Egyptian spears to try and get to my camp. And this one unit of skirmishes is basically holding up his, half his army. On the left, he had two blocks of chariots, which I sent my Majal. No, sorry, I sent two units of spears after, basically. And they spent the entire game, my Greek command, chasing chariots. Eventually, we caught two of them because they were pinned up against his camp. Um, on the other flank, he had two units of Egyptian bows, loose, combat shy that one of which was coming through the village, the other one was supporting his chariots. He had two units of, of superior chariots that were basically hunting down my chariots because he was in sixes and I had a six and a four. Um, as Ray pointed out, the later Egyptian chariots are brutal. And one, my six, went through his bows in a turn on the charge. Nice. My four basically stood there facing off against the other two chariots going, please don't shoot me, please don't shoot me, please don't shoot me. Um, eventually, he caught the four and destroyed it, leaving my Majel, my unprotected combat-shy cavalry, standing in front of two units of superior chariots. They should have been toast because they're still in skirmish as well at this point. I just never had the cards to turn them back into, oh, right, yeah. into their formed self. Um, and Simon charged them and contacted them and killed 
three bases out of six, leaving me with, you know, severe brown trousers, shall we say. <laughs> but at this point, my superior chariots came round behind him, hit both of his chariot units in one turn and broke both. Leaving my Majel standing there going, phew, <laughs> there. Which kind of signalled the end, really, for the for the new kingdom of Ramesses II, because um, at that point I could pick off his spears and I could pick off his other chariots just as I wanted, really. Um, yeah, so that battle was won by two units of skirmishers who was whose entire job was to stand there and not die. Um, I then spent the rest of the night driving home and walking around the house, going, "I've just beaten Simon Hall. I've just beaten Simon Hall." <laughs> I've just been Simon Hall. Um, With your family going, what's he on about? about. Yeah. <laughs> My litter is going, oh, shut up. I want to watch Strictly. Um, <laughs> so still in shock the next morning, I'm up against Lance with Mycenaean Minoan, which is long spear, long spear, some long spear, a few long spear and some long spear. The inevitable um, javelin troops a lot of bow arm skirmishers he his long spear didn't take integral shooters so we could have even more troops on table and then two four packs of heavily armored superior long spear chariots and two six packs of short spear chariots with unskilled javelins um this was an example of me putting combined arms into the spears. Every one of his spear units I tried to hit with at least one Egyptian foot unit and one hoplite unit. And basically, my dice rolled wounds, his missed for most of the game. Um, he was also, he deployed his four wide, two deep whereas my spears were three wide and then either one one file of two and two files of three so i had a reserve to put in yeah once you lose that second rank of long spears and that's the problem with long spears once you lose your second rank you're toast um and again my superior short spears got round a flank and just chewed up his line once and once it started to collapse, eventually it went down to 15-6 um, because he managed to pick off two or three units of my Egyptians. But my Greeks just held on and held on and held on until the Egyptians got round. And then we chased down his chariots on the other flank and killed, caught one and shot the other one to pieces. He got my skilled bows by basically throwing every skirmisher he had at them and then throwing in his javelin arm troops afterwards. <laughs> it was it was just like, I'm having that unit. I was like, yeah, I'm going to let that. I can't do much about it. I haven't got the cards to move it right now. My general's busy fighting elsewhere. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was a hell of a game. It was real knife-edge stuff until the moment his spears started to fail. And then, you know, once I could see it failing, it was like, right, where to put the pressure in with my boys and it worked again um which left me on 45 points 
and because I'd already played Cy Hall, he had not Cy Hall, yeah, Cy Hall, he had the unfortunate job of fighting Nick. More on that later, which meant I got the next one down the list, which was hello, Ray, that's you. <laughs> it's I true. I, I don't yeah. know if you want to, to double team this now, Ray, feel free to. <laughs> You want Enjoy to do yours, Ray, well, and we'll do ours do, together at the end. What we could do is talk about how I got to that position and then talk about that game. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a really good idea, Ray. So, uh, All right, build up so, attention. Drum roll, please. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, so no, no drum rolls. I'm going to talk about my, my first game. Does, okay, I apologise to my opponent. I've got no idea how I beat him. He had a <laughs> <laughs> he had the Minoan and early Mycenaean, so he had uh, he had six units of long spear in eights that were shield cover integral shooters. He had uh, a couple of units of chariots with javelins, which were probably his weak spot. Well, they were his weak spot, and one of these charioteers in Dendron, which. Uh, Maybe they're better. Maybe they they flatter to deceive, but formed loose superior fully ar armored horses, long spear, uh, and then a couple of units of Libyan uh, or a unit of Libyans infantry, tribal loose, average unprotected, experienced javelin, fleet of foot, um, and then a unit of archers, infantry, tribal loose, poor unprotected, experienced bow, combat shy. Guess where they went? Right in front of the camp. So it, it actually, if you think about it. With many hoplite armies, it was going to suffer from the, the same thing. We did have the chariots to protect the flanks. So um, Nick, Nick, Nick mentioned earlier about scouting. I, I didn't say that my army had PBS of six, which is so relaxing because you've got to use all the cards. And uh, and you have one card for every turn in, in the PBS. And then scouting of three because of all my skirmishes. So um, it, it meant that um, I, w I was always going to be okay in the scouting maybe not against the bloody undead but uh, i was always going to be okay so i out scouted um keith and uh, who by the way is a perfect gentleman and uh, he's going to be a ferocious competitor of, of meg soon um and uh, so i had a pretty good sight of his deployment uh and i was putting down last and basically my plan was to the way he deployed he put a unit of the chariots on either flank and his chariots, I'll say again, were formed loose, average protected, experienced javelin, short spear. So my chariots, one on one, are going to eat them. Uh, but then he's got the Dendra. So I, 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 he deployed with them as the fire brigade in the middle, uh, with their own general. Um, so um, I approached on the flanks uh, with with chariots on either flank, making making him choose which flank he was going to go with the Dendra, which he did He did fairly early. Um, and then I, I went hard on the other flank and killed his chariots. Um, and then what I was trying to do, so set the edge so there was nothing that could, and then, you know, bring the chariots back and hit him in the rear. And, and, and basically, I've got to say, um, I... You know, it was green, green, and he had shove, and I was beating this spearman. So what can I say? I, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it, I can't claim it was a game of skill. Um, 
The, the funny thing was, though, I mean, he broke on six, I broke on five because I had such a shit army. Um, and um, uh, I broke him. And then he said, but do, do we do the uh, the cab test? There was a cab test. I said, I, I said, no, no, no. Once I've broken you, the game's over. And yeah. uh, I think if we'd have gone on another turn, he would have beaten me. Definitely. 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 So I apologise. But, you know, I haven't had a good start in a tournament for so long. To have 15 points just felt great. <laughs> um, so, so I'm not going to claim great skill. Uh, not really. Not really. But, you know, there was, there was nothing in his army that frightened me because, you know, the Dendra, if I wanted to bring some spear up, I could, you know, I had better loose troops than him. You know, I, I'm not saying my army was a Swiss army knife because it was a rubber bladed Czechoslovakian <laughs> knife. But, you know, it at least had bits and pieces that you could do different things with. So, so I got 15 points and my reward... My reward was playing Hanny with his early Libyans. And um, the last time oh, I played Hanny, we spoke too much. We got a, we talked too much. We got about two turns in. Uh, <laughs> so we said we literally said to each other, no chatter. Well, that's almost impossible with me and Hanny. But we really kept the chatter down to, 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 a, to a, uh, a low point. And, you know, but, you know, he's got scouting of five. So I, I think I just lined, lined up my army and then he just... But to be honest, deployment for him is a real nightmare because he's got to try and fit it on the table. Um, so he's got... Uh, he's got... Um, I don't know, six... I can't, I can't even remember. His army is... 26... That's it. Ugs. Yeah. 13, 13 Ugs. Okay. 13 Sugs, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. So anyway... So um, I just saw where his bag, I, I, he deployed, I saw where his baggage was. Oh, the terrain was perfect for him. But, you know, you make your own luck. He had a lovely piece of terrain, a lovely priest on the, on the right. And um, so he had better loose troops than me. So I just picked and I, and I sacrificed any movement with my hoplites and put the chariots together. So that's what I had to do to get the chariots together. If my chariots were going to be together, two units of uprights weren't going to move. So, um, so I just, and I just charged him with the chariots. Support, everything went forward as much as it could, sort of. And then my loose foot went to engage his Sea People's ally. That, that was a good idea. And, um, and uh, smacked the chariots in. And it worked out quite well to the point where in one turn, I had one unit. I, this is no word of a lie, okay? I had one unit of chariots hitting some of his foot, so it's a tug, a tug, in the in in the flank, and one unit of chariots hitting a tug of foot in the rear in the same turn. That that turn, and I this is it because if I get through, I save my loose foot from the um, the sea peoples. And I caused chaos. And I, I think, could I win the game? Well, I tell you what, I could have won the game. <laughs> so I charged these bloody chariots in. And uh, so I'm rolling a bucket of red and yellows. I mean, a bucket. This was like 40K. And uh, <laughs> I roll these buckets of red and yellows. And I get a wound on each <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I, 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 I literally, I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. But I said, no, 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 come on, Ray. Richard tells me that it all evens out. The dice even out. They even out. So melee, Do they, Richard? <laughs> melee, bucket, a bucket of red and yellows in melee because he couldn't, he's tribal as far as I remember. Or, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, tribal. So he's not yeah. turning around because he doesn't have the cards and he's got to, I'm pressuring him in other places. So I've got it again. I've got the buckets of dice again. Two wounds. You know, it's just like, come on. It's got to change. So, so basically, the, the, the unit of sea peoples that I hit in the rear with my chariots, which are pretty damn tasty, and they're loose and all those things, right? Three turns to get rid of them. So dice uh, do even out. They just don't even out when you want them to. <laughs> yeah. That's like property is always a good investment unless you have to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, yeah, you might have had a tear in my eye like, during that game. It was our uh, that just uh, just and it kind of like well, you know, I, I, I basically my head went down a bit and I, I don't know maybe I could have scrabbled around and trying to but he's got so much fifteen ten I was I was happy with fifteen ten um, I know Nick had a really good go at beating it um, but it's a beast. It's a big. And by the way, I, I'm not one of these people who's going to start saying oh it's got to be changed. No. no. It's got all its weaknesses. You could, I mean, I have to say, and, and I think Hammy, if he was in, on the podcast, would agree, he got the absolute perfect terrain setup, which doesn't, yeah. you know, you can't rely on that. And he did it uh, a couple so, of times against a couple yeah. of people. So, so, so that was it. It was a fantastic game. It was a fan, you know, cinematically. It was a fantastic game. Watching it as a neutral, it must have been a fantastic game. It was not very nice for me, rolling all those dice, reds and yellows, you know. So anyway, so that was that. So I, I, I think my next, uh, I don't know if we found out that night, but I think the next morning I was playing um, uh, a New Kingdom Egyptian army and it was being driven by Ian Newell. And I felt a bit sorry for Ian because in my head I had played this game 50 times because I, I built my army to beat shooty travel shooty chariot armies so um, it just was perfect it, it, it couldn't have gone better I mean it was it, I can't remember what the score was 15-4 he was lucky to get 4 and I'm not being nasty um, and uh, it, I had, it was an hour, over an hour and a half it, it just was horrible for him everything I did worked the army was set up perfectly to deal with that. I mixed the, uh, I had the, the, the um, skirmishes in front of the, uh, in front of the hoplites to take the ablative wounds. I had um, the chariots mixed with the, in, in between the hoplites. So if he came, he came in any minute, I mean, it was just horrible. And I just got him to the edge of the table and then smashed him. And it was over in an hour and a half. Oh, blimey. So, yeah. Um, so, so, but that's not you have the plan. He did everything. He, well, he, he made he came way too far forward with one of his chariot units at the start. And I just, I didn't even. It was he, and he was a bit. He was a bit surprised because I thought he, he was like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna charge me, and I can evade. And no, I just lined up loads of shooting and just shot it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it, the army came to life. My army came to life in that matchup. But it's not surprising because it was kind of designed, if, if, it, if, if design is the right word, 
to fight that kind of army. So 15 points. So I'm on uh, because of Simon having already played well, I'm on top table. And my calculation was, although I never knew because we weren't told and why would we? Uh, I think if I beat Will 15, I get 15 and he gets 10. I think I win the tournament because I beat him head to head. So the countback doesn't, the other thing doesn't count. No idea whether that's true, but that's what I'm saying to myself. It's a good plan. That's what I thought yeah. was going to happen. Yes. So, so I think I need 15 points because then Nick can't catch me because I'm, I was already one point ahead of you or something, wasn't I, Nick? Uh, you were ahead um, of me at that point, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, uh, and I, I don't know, I think I, something like that. Anyway, so, I, so if I beat Will, um, I, I think I, with 15 points, I think I've won the tournament, but might have been wrong about that as well. But I had to beat Will, whatever happens. That's what I needed to do. And um, so, yes, so we can now talk about our head-to-head -head on top table. We're, we've... Uh, which was, we were both in nosebleed territory, really, being on top table. Yeah. Well, I, I came into that game knowing that I'd never beaten you. Really? Yeah. So I was sitting there thinking, I am just going to enjoy this game and enjoy the fact that I got 45 points. And this is probably my best result for many years with an army that I wasn't expecting anything decent to happen with. Um. But I'd sort of worked out that, hold on, I, I now know how to beat hoplite long spears. I can just do this mixed command thing, and it seems to work. I can just go in mob-handed, or we can change the M to an N if you really want to. <laughs> um, and somehow, are, you, are you a teacher? Because I think it starts with a K. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like I, think, I think it starts with an N in the Warhammer 40k yes. <laughs> with the uh, orcs, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so so, so uh, his, his army's morphing from undead to orcs there. <laughs> but basically, um, I somehow managed to outscout Ray, who put me on the defence, which I don't mind because I've, I've played defensively all weekend. Given a choice, that army was designed to go um, to go def defensively and to go second. So I'm sitting there going, OK, let's see what he's got. And somehow I got 60 percent out scouting on him. And I've only got two cards for my <laughs> scouting. Uh, I've got uh, two also, reds. But by, by, can we also say by this point, he's already completely confuddled me because he starts putting loads of terrain down. And I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> Why is he putting loads of terrain down? Because I like terrain. <laughs> yes, also, there you go. That's as good a reason as any in a wargaming tournament. It also narrows your army choices down to where we can fight. Well, that was the plan. Okay. So my plan was to, to have lots of terrain force you to come in piecemeal and maybe get a couple of units before you completely destroyed me. <laughs> yes. Didn't quite work like that, did it? <laughs> so, yes, so, so I was out scouted. So you, you had a good look at my army. But you, you, do, uh, you did keep going, oh, my God, he's putting more down. So yeah. uh, it was just spear after spear after spear yeah. after spear. Oh, and some skirmishes. It was just like 
what is this? Yeah. But at, at deployments, I, I don't think any of us, n neither of us had out-deployed ourselves. No. Um, and we hadn't out-deployed our opponent. Um, the only, the only, the only thing is you, you had to move your hoplites fairly sharpish to cover your centre, I think, if I remember rightly. Um, but no, it was, uh, Will, Will's mixed, mixed in uh, deployments. Because I looked at it thinking, he split his hoplites into three separate, you know, I'm like, how's this going to work? And I, But he didn't have to move that quickly. He was going to counter punch. Yeah. But um, no, it was, it, it was good. And I think if my side of the story on this, because I think you should say it last you know, as the winner. My side of the story was I tried really, really hard. I got flanks. Um, that, you lined that, up two beautiful flank charges. Flank charges. Um, which which, old S's. Yeah, which Will hadn't seen coming. I, uh, I, I can, all I can say is my central command, which had one unit of chariots, the chariots didn't move the whole game because I just got blacks and whites with the, literally didn't I, zebras. Yeah. And I just couldn't, you know, they, they were still there at the end in exactly the same position they started in. Um, and, and, and Will picked me, picked his spot. Um, and his top lights ground me down. They won him the game, definitely, because they had to shove. Um, we both deployed three wide with the, with the extra guys behind, yep. uh, but, but he had to shove. And, you know, you think such a, such a thing, I don't know what shove costs, seven points or something, but it makes all the difference when he just hop light against hop light. It does when it isn't the last dice you roll. Yeah. No, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, and then, the thing was, I had two my two units and my skirmishers. So my combat shy bows, my one of my normal short spears, and my skirmishers were standing off to the right with their commander, looking at your army, going, "I hope he doesn't notice us." And it took yeah. you about four or five turns to work out. Hold on a minute. If I just go in and kill this lot, that's it's true. Point. It's true. It's true. But um, you you got quite tied up with the centre, I think, and how to try and beat me there. Whereas actually you were beating my chariots. You broke my big chariot unit. You got my small chariot unit of four down to two. Yeah, it was it was a wound off breaking and yeah. it broke my six. And then even a, it even survived a cab test with not getting it was just like, oh come on. So so actually the way we're describing it, it, it could have gone either way this game. Yeah, and you were nearly in my camp at the point where you went clollops. Yeah. So, but you know. can we can we can we talk about my dice? Because it's good to have a witness. Yes. <laughs> can we talk about my dice? What was it? Eighteen on the trot without rolling anything. So greens and whites, mostly greens. Yeah. Eighteen rolls, not a single wound. Whereas I was wounding on most dice. I, I, at one point, I seriously thought I was going to end up eating your dice. <laughs> at one point, I had them all in my hand. And if we hadn't have been in such a posh venue, I was going to launch them. <laughs> from, from the sixth floor, that would have been impressive. Yeah. You probably killed yeah. the RAF reenactors on the first yeah. floor. <laughs> yeah. So, and I had to kind of bite down on my, on my, on my tongue and, you know, get, get myself back in order. But yeah. no, there was, um, yeah, it was. It, it, I don't know. 
I don't know. It's I had a great we, time, but oh, it's oh. just I I'll say one last thing. Right, Will outplayed me. Even when I got him on the flanks, he recovered. But it's really difficult to win when you roll dice like that. Yes, I mean yeah. that's all I'm going to say because yeah, I don't want to detract from Will's victory because he deserved the win. But boy, it's difficult I, to win. I will Europe. say I was expecting to lose that one, and you know, and like every other game apart from the one against Roger, I came out of the game in shock, going, "I think I've just won this." So. You know, thank you very much for an amazing game. And it, it was, you know, cinematically, it must have been, you know, it was it, it was a fantastic game of Meg. And it, all the things that we love about Meg were in yeah. that, including you have to ride the good luck and the bad luck. And yeah, I, I mean, be philosophical about it now because it's about a week later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I mean, this sounds great. You know, yeah. what, 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 what. What can we say? So, well, so. I mean, playing a game. Look, guys, playing a game. Round four, top table, everything to play for. What an honour! What a privilege! Yeah, it was amazing. And as I said, I was just going to enjoy that game, whatever happened. And unfortunately, your dice happened, Ray. So, but yeah. I, but I say the the tournament, the the trophies from from the war warfare wedding, you know, wedding dice. The trophies were beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perhaps we can come on that later, Ray. I didn't get Thank one. I didn't, I didn't get one, but they were beautiful. Go on. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So that's, yeah, no, no, that's it's our a, story. So we, we will go. we will mention those later. Um, we sort of, as we wrap up, but I think so, so, thanks, guys. I mean, that was a really <laughs> really good to hear that a game on top table was 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 so good and potentially so close. Um, and either either of you could have won the whole competition. So I think, but I think that's let, fair, isn't it, Will? I'm not exaggerating. No, I think you're you're un, I think you're downplaying yourself, if anything, mate. You were you could have completely creamed me there. So well done. Okay. Let's, I'll okay. take that. Over to, over to Matt now to talk about his and and, and for, for the listener out there, Richard is still here, but and we will drag <laughs> him in later. Um, <laughs> but I think at the moment he's just taking the chance to have a beer while the rest of us talk. <laughs> But Matt, over to you. Give us an overview of your games. Right. Um, well, uh, to start, uh, from the way the Kushite's built, it needs terrain, basically, to, to give it a, 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 a fighting platform, shall we say, because it's a lot of bow and um, rubbish cavalry, frankly, or not so rubbish cavalry, depending on how you look at it. So um, first game was against Lance and his Minoans, uh, which Will fought. Uh, now, Lance has quite an interesting take on this. He doesn't take the maximum 48 long spear. He only takes 32. Yeah. And that allows him to run two basically equal wings of um, blocks of six uh, experienced uh, javelin short spear uh, chariots. Uh, and he supports that with either loose order archers or skirmishing archers. Then you've got the block of spear in the middle. And Lance had flagged it quite early on that basically he's he has two blocks of four of the Dendra armored charioteers, so you know superior long spear, fully armored boys, and they sit directly behind that spear wall. And the, uh, he marches forward, the spear wall opens up, contracts basically, and they become the sporting elements for whatever they try you try and put into the long spear. So I knew that was going to happen. So uh, the train lands. Unfortunately, I got nothing in the center, which which 
not great, but there were a few bits on the flank, a couple of forests, I think, on either flank. Uh, so two blocks of my cavalry immediately went into a forest, into ambush. Now, unlike when I played Ray in the practice game, which he alluded to earlier, I made sure that this command had enough, that it was under the army commander, so I was having four cards. So there's a fighting chance I'd be able to get them out of the wood, uh, the forest, before somebody um, went in looking for them. Um, and then it was a case of putting the mesh wesh uh, on the other flank, left center, and leaving two blocks of chariots in the middle to basically slow down his his spears. And um, the game kicked off, basically. Um, I think Lance was unpleasantly surprised when two blocks of six cavalry appeared in front of two blocks of his skirmishers and one block of chariots. Um, which meant that Eventually, I took the flank. Uh, took a little longer than I was expecting, and I had to put my drilled um, chariots close to one of his long spears to stop them interfering. And to be fair, they did their job. It was the classic, he charged me, so I two scold and wounded him on the shooting. <laughs> so so he's, 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 he's intact. Yeah, yeah, his intact block of eight long spears was suddenly looking a little wobbly and uh, had to back off quite sharpish. Um, but... Uh, Lance played it as I as I expected, and he played it well because it's Lance. Uh, basically, uh, my three blocks of meshwesh tried to delay his long spears in the middle, but basically the overlaps and the central core were his chariots, and of course they're throwing, I think, yellows versus my whites because of their superior fully armoured in melee, and he just cut through the meshwesh. Um and he, he he then was able to turn onto either of my uh, flank units and uh, wiped me out for a ten fifteen in the end. I think. Oh, you got so, the ten? Yeah, I got the ten. I, I was I was quite pleased with that. Um, the, the lack of terrain meant I didn't think I was going to win it. It was just a question of pulling the points out of it, which which which, which I managed. Um, and then I thought, oh, let's see who we're going to play next. And it was Pete Entwistle with Minoan. <laughs> 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 oh, so, got a, bit. Oh, a lot of sympathy from Ray there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think he actually cursed it before the competition started and actually said, You're just going to fight Minoan. Um, sure <laughs> he paid the gods. Um, well, there were five of them or something across the It could have been the... worse. You could have fought the Arcadians or whatever they were. Yeah, I fought them in the last round. I'll get to All that. Right. In a minute. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Ray. Bringing that up. <laughs> Oh. I, I genuinely didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Matt now has an allergy to long spear. Uh, he is he's, he's in therapy now. <laughs> long spearitis, yes. Um yeah, so 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 Pete Entwistle. Now he 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 went for the more classic 48 um long spear, which left him with less um additional troops, but of course it, it was still built around the core of um the uh, two blocks of four uh, fully armoured charities and the two blocks of six um, shooty uh, chariot. Basically, once again, no terrain in the middle to speak of. So, but there was flank terrain, so that 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 that, that worked out okay. Um, again, it was a similar deployment than before. Basically, I concentrated as much of my army on either wings as I could. Uh, the cavalry was deployed back at the camp because there was no, uh, I think I'd gone with rough terrain, uh, one forest on the other side, which was, really wasn't that useful to me, uh, which oddly I put my skilled archers in uh, simply to give okay. him a top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, or, or, 
the, the, the thinking behind that was um I that, that, that was the thinking that pause that was the thinking <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 no the the, the reason the skilled archers went in the flank in the forest was I actually wanted his rough terrain troops facing that forest. And that's assumed where they were going to be. So the chariots were next to the forest. The, 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 chari the aim was the chariots were to go forward, delay his long spear. My cavalry was to make a right turn, go through the forest and come around his flank. That, that was the idea. And that's actually what happened. Once again, my, my cavalry spent most of their time in the damn forest going through it and round. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 the Use position the lumberjack, of, so yeah the lumberjack, yeah but the, the position of the skilled archers in the forest meant that if he tried to send his his good chariots up against my chariots they were risking skilled archers stepping out of this wood out of this forest and shooting into his flank whilst he's got chariots to front that, 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 that was the idea uh, so he, he he had to spend cards basically to neutralize archers in the forest because the 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 skilled archers are not combat shy. They are unprotected, but they're in a forest. So if you send long spear into there, it's actually an even fight. Actually, it's no better than an even fight. I'm actually up. Yeah. So you know, so in the end, he was he'd have to screen it, but couldn't go in and fight them. So yeah, that was the idea. So um, yeah, it kicked off. Um, I had a unit of Meshwesh on one flank that was trying to play with his chariots and his light foot was on that flank, basically keeping them occupied. They, they were charging forward. And um, his centre came forward, which is all the long spear, obviously. He, he, his two blocks of four chariots came out to play with my chariots, <clears throat> but they got a little too far ahead of themselves. They, they charged my um, Kushite chariots, who evaded, uh, sorry, skirmish back, charged them again, and they skirmish back. Um, problem with that was I didn't skirmish far enough and he hit me, but left him open to a flank charge from the rubbish cavalry. Uh, the shooting on the way in caused him a wound on each. The cavalry, because, because of the order the charges went in, they went in last, hit him in the flank because he'd already contacted my chariots at that point and went through both units. Because he'd already taken the wound, the, 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 the cavalry hit the first unit of chariots, broke it immediately, destroyed it, and just went into the next room, broke it immediately and destroyed it. So um, at that point, his nice combat hole, that is combat units, had disappeared in the center. And um, he had cavalry coming around the flank of his loose order infantry. And it was all looking a bit tight. Um, I think I took the loose order infantry, but we ran out of time, unfortunately. Um, it was, it doesn't sound it, but it was quite a, uh, an involved game. Um, on these other flank, for example, his chariots butchered a unit of Meshwesh in shooting. Absolutely butchered them. They were down to four, I think, <laughs> after about three turns of these, just trying to catch them, basically. Because I, I don't have shield cover with those, so they just get they just get shot to pieces. But they did the job. Anyway, uh, I think that was a 10-8 to me on that one. Uh, so I've devastated the average so far. Um, going into round three, I'm going to give you no guesses on what I thought. <laughs> I'm a Noan <laughs> army. Does it begin with M? <laughs> it did, yeah, yeah. I, 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 had, I had chariots again. Um, this time, unfortunately for Jez, who uh, Jez I fought, um, the train did land really nicely for me. I had two rough-going hills in the centre, 
really was not what he wanted to see at all. And then I think we had forests on both flanks. So it basically gave me free choice to what I wanted to do. Um, I put for fairly deliberate, uh, for various obvious reasons, the two blocks of six archers, I don't mention much because they're really there as filler. They're not adequate to fight unless there's a piece of terrain they can stand in. Now, rough going hills, they really like. And so six is, and there's not that much shooty stuff in a Minoan army. So I'm quite happy to sit them quite forward in this rough going hill. Um, short spear, close order foot are also remarkably effective in rough going hills if they're fighting long spear close order foot <laughs> because he gets no long spear i'm up a hill i'm short spear so it, 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 you know it's massive pluses so jez ended up basically with it, all his spear facing off against these 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 rough going hills and my meshwesh and my archers on the flank in one forest uh, my cavalry did their usual classic sat in ambush um along with uh, so, so if you imagine a nice big circular forest at the front, you've got two ambush cards, which are well, it's actually three ambush cards because you had the two, two cavalry on the outside ambush counters, and the inside one was the Nubian skirmishers of nine, and then behind them, actually deployed, was again the skilled archers in the forest. You, you kind of think I'd have learned not to put. <laughs> in the forest, yeah, yeah. you do realize they have bows and they're supposed to shoot. Nah, nah, they'll be fine in the woods. So, <laughs> and because uh, of the way the forest is like, so, so once again, there was this, so this big circular forest, my cavalry ambush, and a big circular forest on um, Jesse's side, which um, he, he 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 rather kindly deployed his two blocks of Libu um, unarmored fleet of foot, experienced javelin, but they've got no combat weapons. So the 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 major battle plan was the cavalry, the skirmishers, and as I said earlier, and 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 the skilled bow were basically to sweep into this forest, try and gut it, and 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 fall onto the flank of his 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 long spear, whilst all the meshwesh either held on the hills or came forward to engage his long spears, and that's exactly what they did, and um, it all went to plan. It it, it just yeah yeah I I I think Jess was quite shocked when this cavalry bolted out of this forest and went straight into the next forest after it after his infantry and um <laughs> yeah the combination of the skilled um the combination of the skilled um shooters and uh yeah it, it did not end well for his um and and as has been alluded to earlier with, with as well alluded to earlier that long spear once they start losing their ranks it becomes quite ropey for him and that's what uh Jez had a problem in the middle he 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 was deployed uh, as will saying you have a uh, a block of eight but it's deployed three three and two and jez are just a, the most appalling luck the one that died every time was the one in the middle the two so he was <laughs> always always losing off in the middle and and, and basically the, the mesh wesh actually did what they were supposed to do and they cut their way through the long spears and with a combination of his flanks um, failing to the um to, to the cavalry in the uh, forest fight uh, it all went um, a bit wrong for him. Unfortunately, it was a fifteen-two. I think brutal. Yes, it was. It was. Um, he was a little unfortunate on some of the dice rolls because the um, skilled drilled chariots also did, even on whites against his long spears, didn't seem to be able to miss, and they, they, they just made a real mess. So that was that one. Um, and, and and as Ray has mentioned, the Arcadian. That was what I fought in the last round. Um, 
it was Sunday by then, uh, last game Sunday, and I, I think my brain had stopped working at that point. Uh, how do I describe it? it? It's just wall-to-wall long spear mixed in with skilled archers. Yeah. Um, it was an open table, so there was no... Well, well, that's not true. There was some terrain, but it played no part in the game. So I was relying on trying to get the meshwesh to cut through... Uh, a fair block of the long spear. Now they are unprotected long spear, so once we get into melee, it's actually really nice for the meshwesh. But the mixy use of skilled shooters just did enough damage that I couldn't face the number because he was nine tugs to break. So yeah. you can imagine it was it was a big old army and uh, yeah. being it was a mix of formed and tribal close order foot. And yeah, he, he he played it well. Um, and he's got a couple of um, loose order guards, superior melee experts for fighting in terrain. So I couldn't even you know touch him there. And uh, yeah, long story short, he ran me over. He, he attritioned me to death basically. And um, I forget what the precise score. I th- think it was. I came away with eight. Yeah, it was eight. I killed four of his big spear blocks before the army crumpled. Um, good game though. So. There you go. I, I I went to fight chariots and fought four spear armies. <laughs> <laughs> Three of the same. I, I really wanted to face Keith in the last round with his Minoans just to just just to do all four. But you know, <laughs> we do have Marcus Pratt as well. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. But, uh, we, we could have arranged a fifth round for you. Yes, <laughs> a special fifth round for Matt, so he plays all the Minoans. Yeah, I was some. Um, yeah, by the time I got to Jez, I, I really got a handle on how to deal with these pesky Minoans. They just kept coming. Yeah, so, so that was it. If you'd had a Minoan in the last game, yeah, that's exactly, scaling, yeah. you'd have been better off. But you, <laughs> the damn draw got you. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll gallop through my my games partly because I I am blogging them as well. So it, it is. You know, um, so my my first game was against Jez, who you've just uh, talked talked about your game with Jez. So he's got a Minoan. Um, he, he's. I think the difference with his army compared to some of the others was he. Well, he had the two units of Dendra, um, two fours of the Dendra guys, superiors. Um, but for the javelin armed chariots, he had them in three fours instead of two sixes, which I think is more common. Um, we played on a, a fairly open table. He had a, a, a wood on his right into which he could put his Libyans. There were a couple of pieces of rough going, just sort of in the middle of the table, but weren't really doing much. Um, other than giving me somewhere to put my skirmish infantry, of course. Um, Jez basically put his infantry on the right and his chariots on the left. Um, I think he somewhat hung his chariots out to dry. There was a distinct gap between the end of his spear line and the the chariot tree. Um, I deployed a good chunk of my chariots, including my exceptionals, on my right, which was facing his chariots. and nearly all of my skirmishing infantry was there as well to add their firepower. And basically, I put the ally with its experienced shooters and the nine of skirmishers to face off against his, his spearmen and basically just slow them down. Plan, crush the, crush the chariots with my firepower and exceptionals and then turn on the spearmen. And basically, that, that, that's how it went. Um, up to a point, um, and the, the point being, I, I destroyed his chariots. <laughs> Quite early on, I got 
one of my superior chariot units could make a flank attack on one of his dendry units broke it at broke it in the impact phase pursued straight into one of his javelin arm chariots and broke that in the impact phase as well excellent two units down for basically no losses i don't think i even lost a base doing that um and then for, for, for whatever reason, you know, it took, just took a bit more time to finish off his chariots. Um, and uh, essentially, I ran out of time to turn on his infantry. <laughs> um, so, you know, but I don't think Jez quite knew how to handle the, the, the chariots plus skirmisher army. I think he, in, in his mind, he, I think he needed something solid to get those spearmen into, which makes sense. Um, but it, it, basically, at the end, end of that, we... We, we ran out of time before we could get to a result, um, and I won 12-8. That's win as in I scored more. Um, it has its uses. It puts you slightly off the pace. You don't meet the people who have just scored 15. Um, so it's, it's sort of, sort of, it's not deep periscope depth for submarining. It's sort of a shallow submarining approach. <laughs> Torpedo depth. Torpedo depth. <laughs> Thank you. See, see my, my history runs out about the end of the English Civil War-ish time. Everything after that is modern. <laughs> so I don't know these technicalities. Yeah. So second game, um, a game against Paul Cummings. We, we, we play quite frequently in competitions, and I think we're, we're running at about 50-50. Um, Paul had got New Kingdom Egyptian. Um, quite a similar army to mine, actually. He's got, he's got his Pharaoh's Chariots as the Exceptionals. He's got... As, as many chariot units as I've got, but all of his are skilled shooters. Um, he's got a couple of units of infantry, one of bows and one of close fighters, and one unit of skirmishing infantry. Um, so I think the, the main difference is that I've got this, again, this mass of skirmish chariots. Uh, we fight on a basically open table, but on my right, around about the centre of the table, there's this big piece of rough going. Um, I outscout him, um, which is quite nice. I scouted him quite heavily as well, because we basically got the same sort of scouting. It's always a bonus. Um, so he, he's set up with his chariots sort of more or less across his frontage, his infantry at the back, because he, he doesn't think they've got much of a role, presumably. I mass a lot of my skirmishers to go through the rough going to hopefully turn that flank by their shooting. And I've got my rest of my chariots basically mirroring his um i've got a big gap in front of my camp which is my camp is basically protected by the hittite infantry and and paul opposite those paul has his exceptional chariot so um, that could have gone a bit horribly wrong um the game essentially boiled down to paul's chariots couldn't hit a barn door with their shooting and and i could <laughs> Um, the again, the mass of skirmishes on my right meant I, I got a distinct shooting advantage on that side. Um, yeah, he initially pulled some chariots away because he didn't want to face that mass of shooting with them, especially as I was sitting in rough going and he couldn't do anything against it. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's sort of what it boiled down to, really. Um, I, I, I could manoeuvre my chariots to get little advantages here and there because my shooting was being better than his and I had more shooters because of the skirmishers. Um, he he, he barrelled his exceptionals straight at my camp. Um, 
I did put the Hittite infantry in the way and managed to get them close enough so he could only hit them with one file. Um, and then in melee, his chariot, his exceptionals did very little. And then I got a unit of my chariots on his flanks and charged into it and broke them. Um, and Nick, just to, sorry, uh, uh, Ray's got to drop off the call in a second. So I don't know if Ray's got any last comments he wants to make before he. Oh, yes, please. Yes. yes. Yeah, sorry, I, I messaged you um, on, on the chat. Um, uh, well, uh, it's sort of a bit out of sequence, but uh, I, I thought the location was fabulous uh, where warfare was. Um, we'll never go there again, I don't think, because we've got a, some kind of COVID deal, I think. Um, and then um, I thought, uh, I think playing chariot armies with beautiful chariots is so cool and uh, we shouldn't lose uh, that in, in our calendar in a year. Um, whether it's warfare or, or somewhere else, but we should not lose. Oh, I've difficult from our from our. Um, so that that's my uh, that that's my. Completely agree. Sight of mass carriers is good. Yeah. Yeah, even, even you sort of map playing all those Mycenaeans, you know, they look different from other stuff as well with a big figure of eight shields. No, I completely agree with that, right? Yeah, and um, and I noticed on Monday. Um, there were people coming to the Facebook group saying, I saw you guys at, at Warfare, you know, and that, that's that's what it's about to grow. So uh, I do apologise for having to go um, a little bit early, but what a lovely treat to be back on the podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you for coming along. It's been an absolute pleasure, Ray. See you at Ribble Rumble. Oh, I, I do have one more thing to say. Please. We have sold 35 tickets for ice and fire in January. We have one ticket left. So there you go. Listeners, Ice and Fire in January in the middle of the country at Battlefield Hobbies. 35 people already committed. We've got one ticket left. Go and buy yourself a Christmas present. Ta-ta <laughs> for now. Bye-bye, chaps. Thank you, Ray. Much appreciated. Bye-bye. Ray. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. No, no, thank, thank, thank you, Matt, for flagging that. I'd missed uh, Ray's message. Um, but obviously, thank you very much to Ray. I think it's been great to have him back on, actually. Um, okay, I'll, I'll just, just crack. You know, these are, we have t- take a reasonable amount of time. I'll, I'll nip through the rest of my games. I say I've, I, I beat I beat Paul 15-1. He picked up a skirmisher somewhere, which was, you know, I think very harsh on Paul. Um, it's just one of those games, really. I think it's... My army did what I planned it to do when I designed it. So Sunday morning, I'm, I'm doing reasonably well, and I get hammy with the blob, the Libyan blob, all 26 Uggs of it. Um, what can you say when you're faced by that? Um, well, well, Ray obviously said a few things earlier. Um, I say lots of things, but they're unrepeatable. Well, it's yeah. a certain degree of that. I think it's an army you can, you can almost guarantee getting 10 points off because it's got so many targets for you, but breaking it is a re- it can be hard work depending on your army. Anyway, we, we, we ended up playing on a fairly open table. We just had one piece of terrain that was for, of any interest. Uh, the rest was completely open. Um, somewhat fortuitously, to say the least, I, I did out-scout Hammy, despite the fact he's got more scouting cards. Not by a lot, but just enough to give a little, little hint. Um, I mean, it's hard to describe his, his deployment, but basically up front are 13 
13 SUGs in a big long line facing you. They're all shooting. They're all experienced shooters. About just over half of them are bow. So, you know, they are shooting further than my chariots can shoot. Um, it's a heck of a lot. Um, his, his, his SUGs aren't particularly, sorry, his tugs aren't particularly dangerous, apart from the th three sea peoples, one of which is superior. Um, I, I decided to play this one quite cagely. I wasn't going to throw myself at him. I, I wanted to make Hammy do some work um, and, and hopefully bring some of his SUGs close to me so I could 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 get to them you know and if he if he's had his had his tugs screened by sugs hopefully i could push the sugs out of the way and then shoot into into his troops with my skilled shooters which i did manage against the the sea peoples um for all my army is quite mobile and quite dancey it actually operated fairly straight up and down um most of the way um i it's a game I find hard to describe um, because it, it, certainly the first couple of moves were surprisingly cagey. Um, Hammy did say afterwards that it was the the two armies he'd played before that um, had both had 12 cards, uh, whereas I had 13. And that extra one seemed to make quite a bit of difference in how, he's, how he could manoeuvre his army, um, which again. Uh, which was was nice because I deliberately made a choice in the army to get to thirteen instead of twelve, so that sort of justified that. When I did get to shooting, I did quite well. I mean, my, for instance, my first shot against one of his Sea People's units knocked two bases off. Um, I did get a flank charge on his superior Sea People's unit, which, whilst it didn't do a lot of damage, sort of pinned it in place, and I could shoot it with with more because I'd get it on one end, but it's four wide. So I was shooting at the other end with some skilled shooters and some skirmishes. Um, some charges elsewhere ran down some of his skirmishes because having so many skirmishes, Hammy was quite happy to have them skirmish away, even if charged by chariots in the hope that they would be eroding me with their shooting um, instead of running away and trying to preserve them. So I caught a few like that. Um, and so the, I think his policy is plenty more where that came from. Exactly. And it's absolutely true. <laughs> you know, by the end of the game, he's swarming around one end of my line where I'm trying to hold sort of hold the line with the um, with the ally. And in the end, the ally is oh, sod it. I'm going to charge because otherwise we're just going to be completely swamped. And that picked up a couple of units. And in the centre, my, my golden chariot warriors just went forwards, <laughs> following the example of um, Paul's in the previous game, just barreled straight forward. I think in one move he had something like nine white dice shooting at them and basically did nothing. And then I crashed into a, a, a unit of bowmen and started killing them. Um, we the, the game ended 12-7. Um, I, I, I think I could have broken his army, but it would have taken, you know, probably at least another three moves after we... It, it wasn't going to happen in any competition time scale. And, and and I would have probably been teetering on the edge. So but overall, it was, it was a really interesting game, fighting something that's really quite that big and quite quite difficult to get at because basically these you need to you need to break seven tugs, and you've got to get past thirteen tugs before you do that. I think at one point Hammy and I were chatting, and he said that he can he can give away twenty six points before he breaks with that army. 
Essentially, yes. You could you could almost if you could score that much, you could almost score two complete victories before he breaks. It's a it's a it's a tricky army. It, I think I think you. I felt the the, the more cautious approach to attacking it was the right way, but you know, different armies, different things. So that set me up for the last game against Simon Hall, the author, the man himself, another New Kingdom Egyptian. Um, this time he'd gone for a sort of combined. Um, arms army, he'd got reasonable amount of infantry, four sixes of chariots um, to get what he'd wanted to he'd have to downgrade his chariots to um, average so if we go into a shooting match they're still skilled shooters but I have that advantage there um, he outscouted me, comes a shock to me, it's a long time since I've been outscouted um, but we had the table again was fairly open there was a, a wood on one flank and a bit of rough going, I could start my skirmish infantry in um, but basically the armies are quite quite balanced, but um, he's only got 10 cards. His command structure is a talented C&C and three mediocre. So I've, and I've got 13, so I can play the, the discard game and hopefully get some advantages. Yeah, Although Simon's a, well. Simon's a good enough player to be able to mitigate quite a lot of that. Yeah, um, Probably uncharacteristically, Simon start, started with a move that somewhat set the tone for the game he rather cavalierly pushed a block of infantry two lots of spearmen flanking a unit of unprotected archers a long way forward double move them forward um, which allowed me to move a big block of skirmishing archers to within four to shoot at his his bowmen so i uh, and when I shot the next turn i got two skulls and two wounds so took three bases off him in one shot, and that sort of rather stymied him. Um, elsewhere, so it boiled down to, um, a bit like Paul, his, his chariots couldn't hit barn door, and because I was superior, his skill shooting wasn't as effective as, my, effective as my skill shooting against him, so I was whittling away his chariots. Um, in the centre, he also got confused about which unit was my exceptionals, he thought it was the unit next door <laughs> to the one it actually was, <laughs> which, which again sort of threw him a bit. <laughs> Ramesses' in core is in trouble for that one. Yeah, Ramesses' spies really, really didn't spot the fact that the exceptionals are the six base unit, not the four, and they're all got armoured horses. There were some clues there, and of course, <laughs> fine. <laughs> and the big the, neon sign going, we're exceptional. We're exceptional. You could possibly tell by the way they're just barreling forward at you as well. So the, the exceptionals and another chariot unit just piled through the middle, killed a chariot, two chariot units of his and sacked his camp. Um, so taking out the, the archers eventually as well and another infantry unit, his army broke on five, um, got me the victory. So, you know, I think in the combination of Simon, certainly the, his first move mistake, which he... As soon as he, when he'd made it, and then I moved my skirmishes up, he went, "Oops, I was a bit cavalier there." <laughs> and then the, then the discrepancies in the in the shooting because of the different qualities sort of set the tone of the game, and I won fifteen three, which Simon says is his heaviest defeat in Meg. So I'll take that <laughs> any nice day. One. So yeah, that, those were my four games. I finished six points behind Will in second place. Got a nice trophy. Um, all in all, I was really pleased that the army sort of worked as I had planned it to work. And if anybody's really interested, I will be blogging on these. And Will said he's going to be blogging on his as well. Okay, just to, uh, after that, aware that we've 
we're running quite long for one of these, but I was wondering if, if Richard had got any thoughts on, yeah, just pick up on the bit, bit that Ray said there about biblical competitions, how they how they work, how Meg works for it, and if if any of the army lists outside of the ones we've talked about caught your eye, because I think I circulated them earlier. Indeed. Um, well, I, I think biblical competitions work really well in Meg. I'm a big fan of the biblical period or chariot period. Um, so I think I think you get a nice range of interesting armies that look good on the table um, and give some very interesting matchups in games. Um, on the side of warfare, I have to say the one thing that did surprise me was the lack of any Sea People's Army, um, which I would have perhaps expected might have been present. But um, I know two of the Reg players were planning to bring Sea Peoples. Yeah, um, I think that that would have been an interesting mix um, uh, there, amongst. There were also a lack of Assyrians as well which last time kind of dominated, so. Yeah, I think these things go in yeah. cycles, don't they? Especially if you've had a competition where you get a lot of one thing, you sort of get a reaction against it in the next I think competition. I think also Assyrians are actually quite hard to use. Um, uh, so um, perhaps not so surprised about that um, uh, as an option. In, in terms of the armies that were selected, I have to say, I think I mentioned to Rob Hutton and his Vedic Indians, mm. uh, which is a very mm. interesting choice. Um, the list is quite interesting, first of all, because it can have elephants. So you can have up to four elephants, which in a chariot period army is uh, competition is quite interesting. You also get the heroic yeah, charioteers um, who are perhaps not so interesting as superior protect experience bow, but have the option of dismounting with a dismountable characteristic as form loose superior protected two-handed cut and crush, um, which have the potential to cause, and you can have up to 24 of those, so you have the potential to cause quite a bit of havoc with those. Um, I think to be fair to Robert, he hadn't had a chance to practice with it and uh, it's perhaps not the easiest of armies to to use, um, but I think I think it's certainly an interesting choice, um, and it also looked very pretty as well. I suspect once he's got a bit more practice with it under the belt, it's going to um, damage. I like the look of it when I was list uh, checking it. I must admit, it's an army list I'd looked at before and thought meh, and then when I actually looked at the actual army he'd come up with, I went ooh, <laughs> yeah. So um, it, uh, he managed to get 11 tugs out of it with three skirmishers, um, 14 cards, two talented, two competent. Um, so, um, yes, a ni nice, interesting army there, definitely. Um, I just mentioned, uh, because some of you may be aware, I used Mitani at the... Uh, LGT open. Uh, there were a couple of Mitanni armies uh, at Warfare, both of them a bit different from mine, focusing more on the um, on keeping the chariot superior. Um, uh, but one of one of them in particular also mixing in some uh, Hittite allies, I believe. 
uh, yep, which was Peter Cross, wasn't it? Yeah, an in interesting choice. Um, I have to say, I do feel Mitanni is actually one of those armies that might be better in an open competition than actually <laughs> in an in-period competition. Um, uh, just because people don't in an open competition aren't picking armies with shooty chariot armies in mind. Yeah, uh, it's possible. One of those turns up, it's going to really upset you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you was it? You finished seventh? Was it at the at Skull Rollers? Yes, yeah, seventh. So LGT, yes. So, um, Skull Rollers event. So um, those those would be my uh, army selections as um, mentioning worth taking a look at and quite interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, I thought it was really good competition. I, I mean, like Ray said, and like you said, I think I like chariot competitions. I think it's it, different having the, the, the chariots, just, just the, 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 the visual is different. It's nice, you get, you get different, different things, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly, certainly, uh, hoping that we have we continue to have a chariot period in in the in in the calendar because it can be difficult to squeeze everything we want into the calendar and still yeah. and still and without with without trying to get a competition every weekend so but yeah well, hopefully we can keep a a chariot competition in there um and am, I, am i right that next year warfare is moving because indeed a, the warfare will be moving to farnborough to the um, conference centre at the airfield in Farnborough. So um, that will be the venue for next year. OK, so again, should have a reasonable amount of room, I would have thought. Yeah, uh, I, sh I should believe so. Um, but uh, certainly plenty of parking space. So. <laughs> Always a good one. OK, I think we've, we've, we've probably run for as long as as our listener wishes to to listen to us go on hopefully they've uh, they, they've they've enjoyed hearing about about the uh, the various armies and about the, the games and some of the odd things that happened in them you know Matt, Matt's Matt's prevalence for putting his cavalry in woods <laughs> <laughs> certainly certainly uh, I've put that on the list of tactics that I hadn't thought about before yes I can see his his chariot his cavalry being rebased just as trees. <laughs> Could do that. So, and you know, obviously, again, really well done, Will. Thank so, you. Top top result. You know, sixty points, four vi four triumphs. You know, you you literally cannot do better than that in a comp in well, a four uh, game competition. Uh, so, and I think it's congratulations to the both of you for beating Simon as well. Just to you know keep his ego in check oh absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we we knew it was going to happen didn't we well <laughs> no <laughs> no no i didn't either, no, I, didn't <laughs> I, must either. Admit, I must admit i i, I was shocked when he made the, the the first move he did it was such a mistake that he did yeah, yeah. anyway well, as, as may have been suffering from a little rust so yeah. uh, maybe he won't be quite as easy to beat in the future competition he said with me that He'd set up a very careful trap for my chariots, and I just ignored it. <laughs> I, I, I am quite happy to kick a man when he's down. <laughs> in, terms, <laughs> in terms of in terms of playing Simon across the table, but it was it was a good game anyway. So, um, as Ray mentioned, our next competition is only so it's fairly 
it's about a week or so away from the date yeah. we're recording this, um, where some of us, all of us, I can't remember how many of us, will be up in Stockport playing a what's basically a medieval competition. Um, and, and I am not taking horse archers. I'll just get this one out straight away. I, I am taking Lucignan Cypriot. <laughs> and you can all go away and look it up. It's in Francocratia. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking early Lithuanian. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is surprised. No. <laughs> Although I wish I could take a captured camera shot of Richard's face as I said that. Yeah. <laughs> Lip being bitten was quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, uh, I, I will be running because I've I had a look very carefully at the criteria and I'm running my Sengoku Samurai, which haven't been out for a while. I was about to say but, they haven't been out for a while, have they? But they all they always have a lot of fun when they do. Indeed. Are you, are you with us, Richard? I'm afraid I will not be with you. I'm, oh no, no. Um that was uh, one journey a bit too far, I'm afraid. Yeah, I I, I wasn't sure to begin missed. with. Yeah, and then I, I filled in a slot when somebody had to drop out. Yeah, and then after that, of course, it's the holiday season. So we might all be looking to buy buy ourselves Christmas presents of more lead. Wait, waiting for the inevitable sale of a certain manufacturer. Uh, you know, I might be as well. <laughs> <laughs> Part, partly because I've, I've sort of been tempted, thanks to, to Martin using it at Warfare, for Sumerian. It's one I sort of had a hankering after for a while and if if a certain manufacturer has a sale again i might finally give in on that one and um, um, just before i go does anyone know how to use a canary army because i managed to win one at warfare unprotected <laughs> long spear help move, move very cl- quickly don't hang about <laughs> <laughs> um, don't, don't wait to I, be shot i think I have, I have used them as part of an inca army um as an ally and uh put them on the flank and whizzed round as fast as I could get them around. And it certainly uh, caused Robin some problems. I did notice they got fleet of foot and I was thinking, how on earth do you get that going? (laughs) Well, paint it up, give it a run. Okay, folks, I think we should should wrap that up now. So thank you, everybody, for participating. Obviously, thank you, Will, for coming along as a guest. Um, Thank you to Ray, who had to leave us a bit early. And we shall hopefully get this up as soon as possible. And see you all again in various places at various times. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, everyone.